to Good Luck High Five, episode 525. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering, no matter how you play it. Yeah. That's all, you know, that's all I'm saying this week. No matter how you play it. I'm We're here host, for you. Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Spy Balloon Megan. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? Spy Balloon. I'm a spy balloon. Oh, spy balloon. Yeah. <laughs> Watch I'm, out. I'm not the spy balloon, but I'm those other things that they're shooting down, those yeah. unidentified objects that are Ooh, obviously small alien spooky. craft. I'm one of those. Have you seen I'm the, the size of three buses. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen these headlines, though? I'm it's like, weird. Is this an episode of the literal X-Files? It's pretty weird. Because that is exactly the headline that Mulder would be like, open the newspaper to, you yeah. know. And what? Scully's like, oh, I'm sure it's just air balloons. Here's my question. What secret unknown government organization do you think is handling the investigation <laughs> of these? Um, uh, the X-Files. Oh, the X-Files. Yeah, that it, makes that's sense. That's an actual, yeah, it's real. Every, yeah. It's a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get enough of it, obviously. It is. It's weird. I... I'm so excited for aliens and I've always been so excited for aliens. And look, look, I guess it's I probably just don't not, think that we should be shooting them down. No, of course oh, we'll we shouldn't. That. We need to welcome them. They're small. Yeah. <laughs> they just want to say hi. Um, what are they though? I don't know. It's kind of a weird. It's a weird thing though, right? People it's a are weird like, thing. Oh, it's just other countries and stuff testing our, you know, capabilities yeah. now that they're like, Ooh, if China can get through with the balloon, we can get through with these. And exactly. I'm like, but they shut up, shut up, shut up. It's aliens. It's aliens. <laughs> I mean, they have in the they, past, yeah. you know, so like apparently a part of it is that they're picking up more stuff because they did tune their radars to pick up slower moving yes. things. Yeah. Which is why now they're like, there's all this stuff in our air that moves slow. Which is why now they've located your mom. <laughs> <laughs> because your mom is low altitude and slow moving. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> hey, everybody. Well, hey, let's talk about Magic the Gathering. <laughs> You know, ostensibly. Crazy idea, but. <laughs> we are gearing you up for Pro Tour Philadelphia coming yes. up this weekend. Ooh, so exciting. I know. This is the first paper Pro Tour since November of 2019. Wow, that's so long ago. It's been forever. Um, we cannot wait to see all of the drafting that happens in yes. person. Yes. To see some pioneer play. Yes. To see that hall full of players. To see all the people complaining about glare on card sleeves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're back baby <laughs> yep it's here we're here oh my god i'm just like it's just so it's so wild because we haven't done so long and I it was know. such a huge part of our lives for so long and it's so many really people exciting. loved it um i've been seeing the pros tweeting out photos of their uh, pro tour testing houses just like the oh, good old days so which is very very cute yeah just to have everybody back in that room again is gonna be magical mm -hmm. and uh to see those pro drafts irl like yeah. there is nothing like it everybody so um tune in this weekend friday saturday sunday twitch.tv slash magic it starts at 11 a.m friday and saturday eastern time and then 9 a.m eastern on sunday for the top eight because that's going to be la 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 live and if you're like i don't know how to follow this i don't know what's happening in pioneer i don't know what's good in draft don't worry that's why we're, we're here. here to tell you we're here to tell you this episode we're is here all to help about you it. out let you know we're going to give you the top decks in pioneer as well as mm -hmm. uh, some spicy picks i've got a spicy pick Ooh. that i hope at least one or two people bring yeah i um, I bet it'll happen. I bet it'll happen. And we'll say what, you know, what color pairs are doing well in Phyrexia all will be one. Don't worry, we will have like a more full in-depth talk about drafting this in the future, but we want to just prep you ahead of the pro tour. Yeah. Like if you're watching these people draft, you're like, okay, are they ending up in some solid colors? Are they picking some great cards? You know? 
what's up? Yeah. Um, super excited for the tournament. If you're heading out, um, excited to hopefully see some people. We'll see how that works because these two events are going to be on two different floors of the building, mm-hmm. but you can come up, you know, you can come up. Yeah. You can always, and, and check it out. You can always just come on up, check out the action. So Sick. yeah, thumbs up. If you're there, hopefully we get to give you a high five. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all coming up this weekend. Wow. <laughs> We're hopping on a plane. I'm hopping on a plane tomorrow. Yeah. Or today, if you're listening to this on Tuesday. Wait, that's when you're listening to it. Yeah. It's I mean, today. Yeah, today. I'm hopping on the plane tomorrow. Yes, that that's how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But before we do all of that, we have people to thank. And yes. first and foremost amongst them are you, the listeners, and especially the patrons of this show. Thank you so much to new patron Leslie. Yay, Leslie. Leslie, you are the hero. This episode is for you. Thank you so much. You can be a hero of the next episode if you head to patreon.com slash GLHF magic and become a patron at whatever dollar amount you want. It can be anything. It doesn't have to be one of our tiers. It can literally be anything. It can be your made up dollar amount. And you get access to our Discord. Your dollars and your currency cannot be made up, but the (laughs) number that you choose can be made up. Whatever is right for you. Come on in. Become a member of a family. Get great benefits and support content that you love you'll have a great day by yeah. doing it and you get just a big shout out and thank you to leslie for helping make this episode happen shout out as well to card kingdom cardkingdom.com slash glhf the place to go number one number one place to go for all of the cards that you need if you see some sick pioneer decks this weekend and you're like i know I it's gonna to happen to me on those decks yeah pioneer cards singles Best place to get them, Card Kingdom. You know, that's the thing. Like Pioneer was like just taking off before just the pandemic, taking off, and then it had it had to go to sleep for a couple of years. <laughs> it had to take it had to take a nice nap, a little nappy poo. Um, but I know what's going to happen is we're going to see these decks, yep. and I'm going to be like, these decks are sick, these itchy decks Pioneer are cool. fingers mm-hmm. <laughs> to get in there and play some really cool uh, magic and paper. You should see a doctor about that. My itchy, I have itchy <laughs> Pioneer fingers. If your itchy Pioneer fingers last longer than four hours, go to cardkingdom.com/slash/glhf. And buy a deck so that yes. you, you can shuffle it and feel better. The best cure for itchy pioneer <laughs> fingers. Kicking things off with the randomizer. Ooh, all right, Maria. Yeah. I am so excited to show you this card. Oh, boy. Are you ready to see yes, it? Yes. Yes. Here we go. What is this? Tell us what you're what looking is this? at. This is the weirdest art you've ever it's shown me on the randomizer. Weird. Everybody. I'm going to try my best. There is a sky. There are some trees, but we're looking in the sky. Okay. There's a moon yeah. in the sky, but what's in the middle of the art is a giant three headed horse. Yeah. Or is it, is it a seahorse? No one can tell. I mean, it's in the air, so it would be an air horse, a three headed air horse. And the most disturbing part of this is the fact that its stomach is claws, <laughs> like a giant claw, claw arms, claw hands, I don't know what you yeah, want to it say. It's like giant claw legs. Claw legs. It is horrifying. What is this card? But the rest of the card? art is very, the, no, like the yeah, the everything art is very else, nice. Everything else is nice. But then you get to the claw then legs the and claw then you're legs spooked. And you are out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this card is a, a white card and it's called um, Sky Horse, like I said. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's just a, fl- it's a flying horse. It's a two, four flyer for five mana, but it's black mana in it and that's responsible for the claw claw underneath oh. it it's claw legs okay. and that's activated ability you can play a single black mana to give something minus one minus one it's on oh that's <laughs> way, way too good that's really busted that card is absolutely op card sick um okay so this 
you may you may think of a, another card that has these spooky legs. Oh man! Um, because that is relevant to the name. Okay, that is Flicker Wisp. Oh, you know Flicker Wisp also has these legs. Has the spooky claw legs? You're right. And the card that we are looking at is called Wisp Mare. Okay, yeah. Wisp Mare, hence the spooky claw legs, is two and a white for a one three flyer. When it comes into play, destroy target enchantment and it has a voke of white. Wow. It's from original Lorwyn block. Okay, that thing looks like it's Lorwyn, right? but those claw look, legs are Yeah. And do I, I do I do like that it's a wisp mare and it has the flicker wisp. I mean flicker wisp is a is a terrifying it's also card. Horrifying it's to look at. Really very horrifying. scary. This is this would be a contender for Gross's card. For sure it would. Um, in any set because the legs are unacceptable. Yeah, I don't accept those legs no, on Flicker Wisp. As you should not. We None Never, of us I'm should not accept those legs. Not. Well, Megan, your card is very nice. Oh, and I thought I'm of so you excited. immediately when I saw it because it just seemed like a card. For you. Oh my goodness, it's another it's a horse week. Horse week. It's a horse week. <laughs> Look at that horse. Oh my goodness. Look at this horse. We see there's like a very large horse yeah. is the focus this is of a this. large horse. It's just shoulders to head is like what we're seeing. And there's a I mean, maybe the horse is very big and this is an adult, but I'm going to call this a child. There's a child standing next to the horse with their hand on its shoulder. And it's just very nice. Yeah, it's just a nice it's horse just, picture. It's a nice big horse with a nice person who wants to stand next to you it. You collected horses. I did. I collected briar horses as a kid. Um, they are in my, they are still in uh, the basement of somewhere or in a storage unit somewhere. Um, anyways. This is the newer printing, if you believe that, of this wow, card. of this card. Okay. There's a different art that exists. I'm going to say that this is a, this is a three and a green for a two, four um, creature horse. <laughs> and that's just it. What this is a three and a green for a two, two four, four horse. horse. Um, and it's called... Um, a wish. <laughs> it's called Wishful Rider. Oh, that's a great name. That's, that's it. Um, what if I told you that this wasn't a creature card? What would that What would that do to you? <laughs> oh, oh no! What? Okay, I'm going to show you the original art. Okay, and then you can. I just want you to know the difference. So this is what the original art was. I. <laughs> not going to help I you. Cannot, it's not going to help you. I cannot tell you how different this art is with words. I am looking at the opposite artwork of what I just looked at. I am looking at the opposite because what I'm looking at is like a is like a short disgruntled man standing indoors holding a giant sword. Yep, that's right. End. That is accurate. That's what it is. It is. So does that help you? No. Is it I is what? what? Is it an equipment? No, it is an instant. This card is an instant. This is unacceptable. <laughs> I agree. Both of these arts, none, no, none part of them says instant. None. Um. So originally printed in alliances. Okay, okay. Was the first printing, and that was a printing with a disgruntled man. Yes. Uh, then in Masters Edition Two, we get the new printing with horse, and it's called Errand of Duty. Okay. It is one in a white for an instant. White mana. Uh, create a 1 1 white knight creature token with banding. That's what it is. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. I there mean, is. You see, kind of. I can kind of see it, I guess. Yep. But that is a uh, surprise to me. <laughs> that is the only way I can describe what just coming. happened. Never will see that coming. That is a surprise for me. And our first banding card yeah. here 
on uh, the randomizer. The randomizer presents Horse Week. <laughs> it's you can see this on the Great British Breaking Show, but mm-hmm. people don't like that episode. <laughs> Let's get you ready for Pro Tour Phyrexia All Will Be One. You ready to get ready? I'm ready to get ready. Okay. I'm ready to get ready. It took me a moment. I had to prepare myself, but now, but now I am ready. You're ready. Yeah. So it'll kick off on day one with a draft. Yes. We'll get to watch the draft and then three rounds of play, which is very so exciting. exciting. Um, and also it is what we don't always, like in arena, right? You just get paired randomly. Yeah. But at the Pro Tour, it's pod play. Pod play. So you will play only players who are in your pod, which is nice because it means that the power level of those decks is all coming from the same kind of pool. Yes. Which is important. Yes. Um, and what you see going around the table matters. Yes. Because exactly. your opponents might play it against you. Hate drafting is never a great idea, but it is more relevant in pod play. Yes, absolutely. And there's some super powerful cards that you might actually be interested in yes, hate drafting. Yes, in hate format. drafting. You um, know, sometimes you see a Nissa and... In arena, and you're like, well, it's pack three, and it's not my colors, and I'm gonna take we a go. card that's good for my deck, and maybe you don't do that. Maybe you take a green maybe dominus. You, maybe you don't. Do you know that. what I mean? Yep. Um, so yeah, draft is the first thing that happens on Friday. It's the first thing that happens on Saturday. Everybody, I hope you tune into it because it truly is so exciting oh, to watch these players so draft and then play their draft decks. Um, it's starting at 11 a.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash magic, by the way. Um, so we just want to talk about a little bit about this format. How have you been liking it? I've really been enjoying this format. Yeah. I've certainly enjoyed it more than the last few. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it feels a little bit more flexible. It feels like there's more that you can do. You don't have to pigeonhole yourself into like the best deck. Um, which it's kind of felt like for a little bit recently. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been it's been fun. It has been fast. Very fast. Holy smokes, is it fast. Everybody, we're about to tell you something that may shock you or not if you've been playing this format. Yeah, maybe you'll be like, that sounds right. <sighs> On 17 lands, we have some data here about the speed of this format and the benefit you get from being on the play. Yeah, um, um, it is. It is shocking. It is the fastest normal set format yes the fastest the fastest one, um since they've been collecting data yeah so you can see on this graph if you're watching the video here that the average number of turns a game takes is somewhere around 8.4 yep okay and can you can compare that to some other sets where the top of the of the, to, of the top of the chart is 10.1 yeah so that's significantly faster and is in fact the fastest format other than yep. cube other than cube that's the only thing that beats it on um, magic arena which is it's just it's pretty wild that is a fast format and it feels fast yep um and the game win rate on the play is one of the highest yes so um, there are a few call time uh notably uh had a higher win rate on the play but other than that this is this is way up there. You can see if you're looking at this graph and you need help reading it, the gold symbols are traditional best of three draft and the silver symbols are premier best of one draft. Yeah. Um, so that's the difference there. But you can see, um, yeah, uh, one yep. is down there at the bottom and the outlier to it the is. right. 
It's just a fast format. You want to be on the play and you want to get it done fast. And you cannot stumble. No. You. No. You must not. You must you not. You must not stumble. If you, you haven't done make something. A play, make a play. Make, make a, a play. play. Make two plays. If you haven't done something by turn three, I'm going to avoid your say you're gonna dead. You're going to lose that game. You're yes. dead. So that's going to affect how people are drafting. And that's what you want to watch yep. out for when you're watching these pros at the tour. Because Absolutely. they've got to shore up their early game or they're not going to have a game. You know what I mean? Oh, Maria, let's talk a little bit about what are some of the strongest performing color pairs in yes. this format. So early days in 17 lands uh, was kind of a little bit uh, shocking um, because it's a yeah. color pair we haven't seen kind of jump out to the front of the race here in quite a while, which is gruel, red, green. Yeah. It, it started off in the 60%. Which is... Win rate. Really wild. Which is very, extremely very high, everybody. Very, very string. I said string. It was very, very strong. It was very string. It was very string. Uh, but it has since fallen a little bit, but it still maintains yeah. its top spot at 58.8% win rate. Very strong. Yeah. It is, and it is very powerful. There are some really powerful effects in red green. Oil counters is what Oil you want to Oil counters is quite good. Yeah. Um, there's just like some creatures that are good for their, va- like, you know, they're good card for your value. They're card for your card. You know, good card for your card. (laughs) You're getting a lot of card for your card. Yes, you are. That's just straight up what it is in red green. The value is there. The creature stats are there in both red and green. We have Mm -hmm. some uh, commons, which are really excellent rate creatures. Three, three for three mana, for instance, in green. Yep. A hasty one plus a one, one in red. You know what I mean? So like you're just getting good creatures. You're getting value from those oil counters and you're able to smash. Absolutely. Those are the things that you want to do in this format. And that's why red greens lead in the field. They also have some ways like there's the. Big old like five five vigilance that deals one to all of your opponent's creatures when it ETBs. Yuck. Get wrecked, white decks. Yeah. Well, yeah. Is what it says. Uh, are like, you a mite? Get, get wrecked. Not great day to Mites. be a mite. Get smushed. Smooshed. Smoosh those mites. Smoosh. All right. So coming in second after red green is another very fast deck, which is Boros Red White. Yes. This is 58.2. Again, red is a strong color in this format, oh, it yeah. seems like. Big time. Um, I drafted a red white deck the other day that was just sometimes. You just play a bunch of flunsing raptors and then your Oof, opponent dead. That's a good card. It's a very good card. And those mites can't, you mean like maybe sometimes they get smoosh yeah. by red green, but if they don't get smoosh. They're they're trouble. They're trouble, they're expendable, and they can kill you with poison. Exactly. So you don't really care. All right, coming in at third, third place is another white deck, which is green, white, Celestia. So the yes. best the best of the greatest hits from Gruel yes. and Boros. Green, red, and white <laughs> are some very strong colors. Uh, 57.1%. Yeah, again, just a good deck. Green, white does, like, it's a nice divide between being fast yeah. and being beefy. Did you did you not get Gruel or Boros? Try Celestia. Uh, try Celestia. <laughs> green, white, here you go. <laughs> uh, after green, white, we have uh, Orzov, white, black. That's yeah. at 56.3%. Um, again, it just is like, hey, make a lot of make a lot of little critters that can get in there. Yeah, and black has some um, good removal spells, and so does white. Those are kind of the best removal colors mm-hmm. in this format. If you care about removal, which we very quite frankly, maybe you don't, because like this format does not always <laughs> care about wanna, removal. You just want to get on the you board. You just want to be creature, 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 and then you're fine. Yeah. Um, after that, we finally hit our first blue deck. Yep, took a while. Oh, boy. Um, Our first blue deck is Azorius, 55.3%. Yeah, again, 
I think bolstered by the white cards that it has access to. And it's just about flying. Flying. Like blue white is flying. Sometimes they have the cool artifact shenanigans. Yeah. Right. They play that thing that becomes a four, four when you play an artifact and you can just reliably be like artifact, 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 like every turn it's a four, four. And the card that turns one of your artifacts into a four, four. four, four. Yeah. Like blue white, big flyers, artifacts. Yep. Get the job done. Um, coming in after Azorius, Azorius is at 55.3. Oh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, coming in next is Rakdos. Yes, black red, 54.4. This is kind of like um can be like a cool kind of value-y deck. Sacrifice. They have, yeah, exactly. They have like some stuff where you can sacrifice things for value, um, where you can get oil counters when things die is kind of a big part of it. Yeah. Um, and then use those oil counters for additional additional value, like on the creature that can make something not block. Yeah. Um, or the black red uncommon where you can remove oil counters to exile cards from your library to play them that turn. Stuff like that, you know. We have kind of a fall off then. After Rakdos is really where we um really where we're going downtown. <laughs> uh, yeah. The next one is fifty two point eight. That's Simic. Simic. Green Are you been blue. telling me recently about Simic has just had a hard time recently? Yeah, we were like, it's when was the last time? Identity is not solid. That Simic was a good. It need help. And I said cons of Turkey. I think that that is about <laughs> correct. I'm sure that there's been a time since then. But has there? But it has not been recently. I think that Simic, I mean, for me, it's where it gets its name is mm-hmm. when it was really, was it, when it was really popping off with um, Evolve decks. Yes. Um, that's when I was like, oh, this feels so Simic. It feels like the spirit of the colors and it's really yeah. good. I feel like it, like I said, I just really think that Simic has not had a strong identity in a long time. It always, its identity always kinds of ends up being like, what's a weird way we can mash these? Like, I guess we're green kind of blue. mashing green, blue. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe the, maybe the creatures are big. I don't know. I mean, I think when I think of Simic, I do think of big creatures and I think of counters. Yeah. I don't know. Those are the things that I think of. Yeah. Adapt. Like there's a adapt. What's it called? Evolving adaptogen in this yeah. format, which is really good. Green little guy. But again, that card is better in green. Red. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so uh, sorry, Simic. 52.8. Yep. Um, um, after that, we've got, is it blue red at 51.9? Kind of shocking because it yes. does have red. Yeah. <laughs> and because I will say that I have had some success with some is it decks and seen some successful ones i think it is just a little bit harder to get to come together i think you 100 percent need just as many copies of the two mana draw card proliferate oh yeah that's true as you can get your little mitts on i think that it also just kind of functions is it has the problem that it functions better on uncommons yeah there are a lot of uncommons that you want you want trawler drakes you want the serum core chimeras you want stuff that is that tends to be an uncommon to make it a really strong deck whereas these other colors you can get a great version of the deck yeah you with have stronger commons. commons yeah good point that's is it and then the bottom of the pile good old demir at 51.5 wow it's just, too, it's just too bad because i think that's a proliferate deck yeah. right and i thought i was so excited to play it and I it's know. just like not good enough and sometimes it is every <sighs> once in a while it is like that those void if you again there's some really strong uncommons like the void wing hybrid that card is, is very I mean, it's, difficult. It's really good. It's yeah. very good because you never want to trade with it because they will just get it back. Yes. Um, that being said, again, you more need some, there are some uncommons that you need to make that ha- deck happen. So there's a look at the win rates of the color pairs in Phyrexia All Will Be One draft and keeping that in mind for the Pro Tour drafts coming up this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, players are going to be fighting p- potentially over colors like Gruel and Boros and Celestia. 
uh, which is just those colors, but in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, seeing if somebody can draft something cool that happens to fall into a color pair like Demir or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, you never know what's going to happen. And it's the first time these players are going to be playing at a Pro Tour in paper, in draft, in pods in a long time. I think they might be a little nervous. Yeah. You know, that's just what I think. I think <laughs> they might get a little nervous. And that's limited. And now on to the constructed format of the tournament, Pioneer. Pioneer. It's been really cool over the last cycle of regional championships, which happened in November and December of last year, yeah. to see how this format evolved. Yes. Because like we were saying, it really hasn't seen a ton of play in the last couple of years. Yes, you could play it on Magic Online. Yeah. Um, but it is a an a format that people enjoyed going out and playing in paper. Yeah, when like it actually on the battlefield. When it came when it came out, people were so excited and we were amongst them because it was basically like modern for our generation. <laughs> modern for wow. It's modern uh, for the kids. Cuz we started playing in Return yeah. to Ravnica and that's where Pioneer and jumps where Pioneer off from. Pioneer starts, which so, is really cool. It just felt like, oh, this format's tailored exactly to all of the players who started playing around 2012, which is yeah. quite a lot of people, I think. Um, so yeah, this format is also really cool because there is not a, like a best deck in it. Right. Um, Rakdos midrange kind of really rose to the top during the, during those regional those championships. RCQs. But that being said, like it didn't, there were RCQs later on that barely had any copies in the top eight. Yeah. It didn't win every single time. And so there's so much room for flexibility. There's so much room to just have your deck and be really good at piloting your your deck choice um, and getting your wins in that way of just knowing the format really well, knowing what you like to play really well. I hope that is the case this weekend because that's a sign of a good healthy metagame. Mm -hmm. um, we've got some articles written by Frank Kirsten over on magic.gg that talk about this format <clears throat> and talk about the most recent results and how the metagame is doing based on those results. Uh, so according to Frank in the RCQ data, the number one deck in Pioneer right now is Mono Green Devotion. Yes, which was the case going in. Um, yeah. It did fall off a little bit in popularity because it wasn't as strong, it seemed like, as people thought it was going to be. That being said, again, it's still it still got plenty of copies into top eights. Yep. Um, still took down some events and is uh, just a really sick deck. So you have played a version of this deck in Explorer. I've played the Explorer version of this mono green deck, yeah. which is very fun. It looks fun. You, uh, you can sometimes really have busted amounts of mana with a Nykthos Shrine to Nyx. I mean, that card is certainly card. I'll yes, say that. that card is is a lot of card. It's a heck of a lot of card. Um, it wants you to just have green permanents with lots of green mana symbols no on the problem. battlefield. No problem. I once cast a storm the festival and then flashed it back in the same turn. That is disgusting. Which is 16 mana worth of play. Gross. Um, so if you don't know what storm the festival is, P.S. This is kind of the reason for the season, the green deck. Yes. Three green, green, green sorcery. Look at the top five cards of your library. You will put two permanents with mana value five or less from among among them onto the battlefield, the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Flashback seven, green, green, green. Yeah, it's it's just a lot of card. You also get Cavalier of Thorns, which is yeah. two green, green, green for a five, six reach. When it ETBs, reveal the top five cards of your library, put a land card from among them onto the battlefield and the rest into your graveyard. FYI, a lot of times if you see a Nykthos, that's what you pick. Just pick it. Yeah, the just Nyxos, put take it onto it. the battlefield because you're you're never gonna not hit something here with your storm the festival. Um, that's uh, over five, yeah. obviously. So you're just like 
There's um, Old Growth Troll, which is just a 4-4 with green, green, green. And when it goes, when it attaches to a land, yeah. it is still Old Growth Troll. So you also are getting a land that taps for green, green, and that has three green mana symbols for your Nykthos. Sick. <laughs> which is like is <laughs> legitimately disgusting. just disgusting. That's disgusting. <laughs> now you see why people want to play this deck. Um, it is just big, big time beats. Yes. And the ability to make an absurd amount of mana. You can cast Storm the Festival on turn three in this deck, by the way. Yeah. So, so, so cool. That's a, that might be Real our number cool, one. cool, man. We'll find out. Yeah. Another deck that has been climbing the ranks and has been doing better more recently is Hidden Strings. Yes. Otherwise known as a Lotus Field Combo. Yes. Uh, so. so Lotus Field Combo. I wanted to make sure I said this right. Yeah. Uh, so what you do is you go get Lotus Field. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then you make another copy with Thespian Stage copying Lotus Field. You untap those lands with hidden strings or pour over the pages. And then you generate a, like a billion mana mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Uh, and then through a combination of urgent ultimatums, uh, wishes and tutors, which this deck is completely full of, you put omniscience into play. And then you get an approach of the second sun from your sideboard, cast it twice, win the game. Wow. That's an elaborate plan. Yes. But I love me an elaborate plan. I mean, this sounds like a deck that you would like to play, This Megan. does sound like a deck I would like to this play. This is a combo deck for the ages. Um, and every single piece of this deck is in service of the combo. Nothing is outside of it. You must all be in service of the combo. <laughs> What are you doing for the combo today? I'll tell you what, on every road trip, I'm in service of the combo. <laughs> Cheddar cheese pretzel. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, this this deck is very cool. Um, you must be good at, like, you must yes. have your reps in. Yes, you must. You must have your reps you in. You must. Because if you do not have your reps in, you're going to embarrass yourself. Yeah, you, I say that as I mean, a person who is often embarrassed I myself. I wouldn't try it. I'll just tell you that. Um, playing combo decks. Do you know what? Been there, flubbed a win many a time. Yeah, absolutely. So you need to really get your practice in, flub, you know, flub it early. Like, like get it out of your system. You're not going to win a game. I say this and then it's going to happen. You're not going to win a game by doing damage with Leer Disciple of the Drought. Okay. No. <laughs> Although, do you know what? Every once in a while you do win a game in a stupid way. And sometimes that is the stupid way you do it. But, uh, but everything in this deck is just built around making the combo happen, getting omniscience onto the battlefield, which lets you cast spells without paying their mana costs. And then uh, cast going and grabbing your approach to the second sun. Once yeah. you cast that the second time you win. So um, that that deck, I think we could see a lot of it, honestly. Yeah. I think we will. I think it, I I will honestly be excited. Um, Rakdos Midrange is the one we talked about, which was a kind of another big baddie coming in um, throughout the RCQ cycle. Mm -hmm. And that, of course, is a deck that's just full of really good cards that are giving you great value Rakdos for the rate. Rakdos Midrange is the most card for your card. Yes. Every card that you are playing is a lot of card for card. Very good point. Um, you have Reckoner Bank Busters, lots of cards for card, and a big old 4-4. Four four. Of course, one of the most iconic Oof. new versions of the most card for your card, Bone, Bone Crusher, Crusher Giant. Giant. So much card for card. Get Bone Crusher in there. So much card for card. Graveyard Trespasser, getting things out of graveyards, gaining life. Uh, Blood Tithe Harvester, a surprising uncommon yeah, that has been it's it's really standard, lasted. it's in Explorer, it's in Pioneer. It is a lot of card for card. Same with Fable of the Mirror Breaker, which is 
our one card of the year for yes. 2022. Look, I'm just saying, I know we keep saying card for card, so much card for card, but, but that's this, because Rakdos Midrange is so much card for card. This card is so much card. Yeah, it's just a great value deck. It's fun to play. Um, it can play on a like a few different levels and you get to play Fable of the Mirror Breaker, which um, why wouldn't you want to do that? Yeah. The most played decks, by the way, across all of these RCQs, uh, Fable of the Mirror Breaker, mm-hmm. Thoughtseize, Fatal Push, Llanowar Elves, Elvish Mystic, and Bone Crusher Giant. Um, plenty of those in Rakdos midrange that we just talked about. Yeah. So uh, be on the lookout for that deck. I'm sure we'll see it. After Rakdos midrange, Megan, how do you feel about Azorius Control? I love me some Control. And this did, like, Control took down a couple of RCQs. Yeah, it did. Which is so satisfying to me. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, Of course, it's anchored by some of the really recent powerful planeswalkers like the Wandering Emperor. And Teferi, Hero of Dominaria. Yes, exactly. Um, Of course, we've got our Shark Typhoons in there. Make some sharky boys. Yes. Um, Some great removal like March of Otherworldly Light. Some really nice. We've got some great card draw and card selection recently in the form of Memory Deluge. Yeah. Um, Some great counter magic like Absorb. Uh, and Dovin's veto and of course absorb. make disappear hate it I know you do I hate it why Saw do you also get to gain life <laughs> I know because because you deserve it <laughs> Azorius control because you deserve because it because you deserve it that's your jam I think that deck seems really good I know you know what it's just right like if someone's trying to hidden strings you you know what I mean you're just like oh yeah no Exactly. I mean, Combo never wants to play against Control. That's no. the nightmare. Yeah, so... That's your nightmare situation. Maybe we'll just see people bringing Control to, like, stop these Lotus Field oh, players. You know what I mean? Interesting. I will say that it is... Um, this is just my experience in Explorer, so yeah. it could be different, that the magic up against Mono Green... You would usually think, oh, Mono Green is a very creature-based deck. It's just trying to get out a few big spells to close things out. But because it has Karn in there, the Karn oh, that goes in, and rifles yeah. through your sideboard, yeah. it actually has a lot more play against Control than you would think. Interesting. So the, I think my worry playing Control would be that, and this is what makes the format so successful right now, I think, is that, like, yeah, you can bring Control to kind of, like, try and hound these combo decks. Yeah. But... But you're going to get green. You're going to get greened and you're going to get Rakdos. Mm, interesting. And those, are, that, those can well, be potentially pretty tough for you. Yeah. Or, you know, pretty close to even 50-50, which is just going to mean you're going to be playing a lot of lo- long games. You're not going to have a lot of time between your rounds. You're going to get... You're going to start get getting stressed tired. Out. Yeah. And stressed out. All right. That being said, I mean, I obviously still love control, but it's not, it's not ever a slam dunk. The deck that uh, I'm excited about, I've got a few. One of them is Celestia Angels. Yeah, this deck is very cool. I love a good creature deck. Playing a bunch of angels and cashing in on one of the most powerful cards in the format, which is Collected Company. Yes. So um, I was playing this deck the other day. I was testing it out. My Coco's only ever hit one thing, so it was very sad. Wow, that's rough. That's I know. for you, man. It was horrible. Um, but you're playing angels and you're they're getting big. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's this deck. And again, kind of talking about like the rock, paper, scissors of this format format um if you expect a lot of green this deck is actually quite good yeah, because green doesn't play over. removal exactly yeah. and you just make big beefy creatures yes. you actually gain quite a bit of life because of some you of sure the do. Uh, resplendent creatures in angel can help yep. you out with that bishop of wings bishop is a of huge wings. one uh, righteous valkyrie exactly and then you just fly over 
So, um, a new card that's made its inc- incursion, <laughs> it incurred in this deck, is Kaya's Reconstruction. Oh, yeah. Which is X, white, white, white for a sorcery. Look at the top seven cards of your library. Put up to X artifact and or creature cards with mana value three or less from among them onto the battlefield. Sick. So, that's a way to do what the card says, reconstruct your board mm-hmm. if you ever find yourself faced Wrecked. with a Settle the Wreckage. <laughs> Oh, I got settled. Settled the wreck. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about how yes, much yes, pain yes, I was yes, in yes. when this happened to me all Amazing. the time in Standard back in the day. But yeah, Celestia Angels. I think it's a fun deck. And like you said, if there's a lot of green, angels are looking good. Mm-hmm. How about this deck, Gruel Vehicles? Gruel Vehicles is actually like, a you know, it's just like a really solid mid-range deck. Yeah. Um. It had it had a really reasonable amount of success at the regional championships, and you know it just play it just play good creature. Yeah, that's I mean that's Gruel's way. We Hello, were talking about it in draft, and here I play it is. Good creature. Yeah, in constructed doing the same thing, playing good creature. What and you do, you play good big creature. cars. You get to jump in big cars like Sky Sovereign Console flagship. Ooh, that's a really big car. It's the biggest car. It's, it's a, a Cadillac big car, of and vehicles. it does a it does a really good job at everything. What about this car? Asika's Chariot. Oh, pretty I good mean, car. One of the newest, best cars out there. I'm gonna. My next vehicle is gonna be an Asika's Chariot. That's what I'm gonna buy. Um. So yeah, just like Megan said, a bunch of like good creatures, and then you have big cars. Mm-hmm. Good creatures, big cars, grill vehicles. <laughs> good creatures, big car. Um, Mono White Humans is my other deck that's like, you know, after my own mm-hmm. heart, of course, playing exactly the kinds of cards you would think. Thalia, Guardian of Thraben. Uh, Recruitment Officer is a rather new one, which yeah, I think is, is exciting. Very strong, yeah. Inclusion. Luminarch Aspirant has been around for forever, still in this deck. Uh, Adeline, Resplendent Cathar, just truly excellent. You know, there's just been, there's a lot of good creatures recently. Like a good in white. white. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like decks like this, they just keep getting better because the cheap creatures that you could play just get higher quality. This is also my favorite here. The, it has one instant. Yep. Four copies of Brave the Elements, <laughs> otherwise known as Get Wrecked. Choose a color. White creatures you control gain protection from the chosen color until end of turn. Yep. Guess what? That could be fun. Your, creature can't, your green creature can't block no more. You can't block. Can't block. Can't block. Sorry. Although it doesn't protect you from a wrath. No, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't, sadly enough. But that's kind of a cool tech piece. In yeah. There. Um, I mean, we could talk about decks for basically forever yes. because there are there so a lot. many. Some other ones that stand out to me is there is Abzan Greasefang in this format. You love the Greasy Boy. Ooh, I love the Greasy Boys. Yeah, Abzan Greasefang. I mean, maybe it's further down on this list. It's number 10, but yeah. like still it's people will bring it. It's not quite as strong in Pioneer. Um, yeah. But it is just, uh, there is no feeling like putting a Parhelion 2 into play on turn three and attacking <laughs> with it. Like, I mean, it I'm is, here with you. It I is agree. an unparalleled feeling that I you agree. get sometimes. Yes. Uh, I hope to see it on camera this weekend. Exactly. It's nasty. It is. It's a lot of fun. There's some enigmatic fires. Uh, this is the one that has a bunch of one of creatures, a bunch of enchantments, and then you are using uh, Enigmatic Incarnation. Oh, I love this deck. To sacrifice enchantments yes. and go and get creatures. I love this deck. Uh, so this has both Fires of Invention and Enigmatic Incarnation, which is two green-blue enchantment. It says, at the beginning of your end yes. step, you may sacrifice another enchantment. If you do, search your library for a creature card with converted mana cost equal to one plus the sacrificed enchantment's 
converted mana cost, put that card onto the battlefield and shuffle your library. I love it. It's like a toolbox when their toolbox is on the battlefield. Yes. Isn't that kind of weird? It's so cool. And you can do some really spicy stuff. Like you can cast Leyline Binding because you're playing a four color deck. Yeah. You can cast Leyline Binding for fairly cheap, but... And you do exile something, but if you want to go get a very powerful creature, you can sacrifice that leyline binding because you paid like one for it, right? Yeah. And then, but, but it's you, a six mana, so you can go and get mana, a seven so mana, and get a mana seven creature mana thing yeah. if you want. Um, a deck that, of course, I need to know if anyone is bringing is Celestia Auras, the Bogley Boys. Um, it's got a companion, Gigantha the Wellspring. Yes. Welcome. And you get access to some hexproof creatures like Glade Cover Scout. An mm -hmm. original OG Boggle is in wow. this deck. You can play that, everybody. Does it make your heart warm? Uh, absolutely. I love this deck. You're playing Light Paws, Emperor's Voice. Wow. You're playing uh, a Paradise Druid. Mm -hmm. You're playing Sram, Senior Edificer. My BF. I love SRAM. <laughs> um, and then you you get access you to have ethereal a armor. Yeah, we do. <laughs> he edificed it for me, uh, oh. actually. You know, no big deal. Uh, Kyle's ghost form in this list, which is kind of fun. Um, all that glitters to, you know, give your creature massive plus yeah, one, plus one for big, each big. artifact and enchantment you control. Anyway, it's Boggles, and I wonder if somebody will bring it. Man, you remember when Omnath was running around all over Standard and you wished that those days would come back? Nope. JK. But there is also the Karuga Fires deck, which is another four-color Fires of Invention that also has four Omnath, Locus of Creation. Nice. Kenrith the Return King, which you can put into play and activate all its abilities. Cavalier of Flame. I just have always really... I've really enjoyed Fires of Invention decks. I'm happy that they're back. Yeah, I think it's a fun card. I mean, when it was around... It was, you know, a bit of a menace. It could be a when real it first came out menace. But, but now I'm okay with it. Okay, now I'm fine with it. You've come, you've come to terms. Yeah, you uh, live in peace. I've come to terms. But there's, it looks like there's a lot of options for players, and this is a larger scale tournament than ones we've been, you know, previously seeing on Arena. Mm -hmm. We've got hundreds of players coming to play this weekend. It's not like just thirty people, so the metagame could be potentially pretty varied, which would be really fun to watch on screen for everybody this weekend. Mm -hmm. And it's double format, so you've got to be good in draft, you've got to be good in Pioneer, and pretty you've got exciting. to get lucky. <laughs> yeah. And of course, everyone back with their testing teams again. And the big question is like, are all these young kids who learned to play and played mostly on arena mm -hmm. going to show up the old paper pros like they did in the last That's arena championship? You know? Yeah. Is it, is it the return of the boomers? Yeah. Or is it the continued rise of the zoomers? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to find out if the zoomers can hang once they actually have to cast cards from their hand. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, we'll, we'll find out. Um, speaking of Maria, yeah. it is time to make our, make our pro sock tour bet. Prediction, predictions, aka sock bet. Um, I put oh, the thank you. list in here. Thank you. Um, okay, do you have do you have somebody that's got oh my your goodness. eye? So it's so it's so challenging because, like we were saying, we have seen a lot of players um, like rise in the last couple of years yes. of online play, yeah. um, but. We are also seeing a lot of like 
pros return to their stomping grounds, aka, you know, just like the convention hall. <laughs> <laughs> the stomping grounds yeah. of the convention hall. Yeah. And I mean, like, that's literally true because we have people playing in this tournament who are qualified through no other means than their Hall of Fame invite. Yeah. So we're going to have Hall of Famers playing again, like Paulo Vito Damaderosa, who was not qualified through any other event. He's yeah. just coming back to play this one. Martin Yuza, another Hall of Famer, just coming back to play this one. Exactly. We haven't seen them in a long time. I know. And so the question is, like, who's going to who's gonna take it down? We truly do not know. But... But that's not what okay. the sock bet is for. The sock bet is for knowing and sock, for making. Exactly. Sock bet, hashtag prediction. sock bet is for making a prediction yep. with all of the confidence that you can muster. Absolutely. Um. So do you know what? Here is mine. Okay. I'm just going to do it. Mike Sigrist. Oh, that's a great one. I was I almost going to pick him. Mike Sigrist is like, you know, very good. Has, did very well before the move to online. Yes. For the pandemic. And did very well in some events over the last couple of years online. Yeah. So Mike Sigrist, crossover appeal, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he, like he's a good draft. He's familiar with drafting he's, at the pro he's tour. A he's a good drafter. drafter. Exactly. Um, he's he's practicing ahead of time. That's my guess. That's Great my Great that's one. my pick. I was thinking about him, um, but I'm going to have to choose somebody who's qualified for this event. M not one way, not two ways, not three ways. <laughs> Oh, four ways? <laughs> what are they? Just kidding, it's three ways. Oh, okay. <laughs> there are a few people who qualified three ways for this yeah. event, and one of them is somebody who came so close to victory he could taste it, but it was ripped out of his grasp by a Zoomer, and that's none other than Ely Cassis. Oh, great pick. Great pick. Another player who has done well uh, pre-pandemic, pre-panny, as we yeah. say, uh, playing in paper, and did well panny. And now... Panty. <laughs> I hate when people say it, and I just did it. It sounds too much like you panties. Said, you said, this is a horrible you've word. Said it so many times, <laughs> so many times in the last thirty seconds. I'm sorry, everybody. I apologize. I don't like what I just did. Um, but he's he's such a great player, yeah, and he's a he great really person, is. and uh, super talented, and he's just had a banger of a past season. Mm -hmm. So I think he can do it again. I do. You know what? I agree. Yeah, so I think that that's also that's a pick. stellar pick. So whoever's player does better in the tournament must buy the other person a nice pair of socks. A nice pair of socks. No, wait, the loser buys the winner socks. Yes. That's what I mean. Yeah. Oh, I had to check. Mike Sigris is also qualified two ways. Two ways? Yeah. Two ways. Yeah, so, that makes you know, sense. We've got some solid picks in here. Yeah, we've got some solid picks. Like we said, hundreds of players coming out, just like the Pro Tours of old. So cool. I'm so excited to get Me in there too. and do it again and just see everybody playing in the same room and feel the energy of everyone as they're playing their games, as they're drafting. Uh, it's just like it's just like nothing else. Yeah. Like nothing else. Uh, we're going to have spotters on the floor looking at cards in hand again. Ah. Oh. So exciting. <laughs> Just like the good old days. Yeah. Everyone, we hope to see you there. Twitch.tv slash magic starting on Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern. Come hang out. And if you're in the convention center, come on up to the Pro Tour area and come wave at us if you see us around and offer a high five. We might be working, but maybe we can wave back. Yeah, you know we'll, what I mean? We'll wave. We'll give you a virtual. We'll yeah, we'll high five ourselves. We'll high five ourselves, <laughs> which is you high fiving us. Everyone, that is this episode of Good Luck High Five. Yeah. Thanks for spending a glorious 46 minutes or so with us every week. We really, truly appreciate we it. We really, really do. 
you know, um, somebody's got to be there to listen to us. Else, we're just broadcasting to those tiny little aliens that are now dead because they were shot down exactly. by the Air Force. Hey, they, those were listeners of our podcast. <laughs> we have said multiple times, if you're an alien, let us know if you're hearing this broadcast waves. Yes. Or continue to not let us know if you need to not let us know. But just because know otherwise us knowing will like that take we're like, you over. hey, yeah, but, um, that we're like, hey, and that we support nonviolence. Yeah. Like. Look, we're not, you know, all of Earth doesn't agree with us, but we just want you to know that we personally are not violent. -violent. (laughs) Uh, Aliens would see us and be like, make a left turn. Do you know what? That is my honest belief is that like aliens coming out, like visiting right around now and just be like, oh, we're good right now. Thank you. That's why we love Star Trek because it shows us a future wherein aliens would visit us and they'd be like, hey, guess what? You're cool enough to be friends with. Yes. That's what we, we just want to be cool enough. We get to visit aliens and we're respectful and like, hey. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? (laughs) Anyways, thank you again to Leslie. Thank you, Leslie. For being a patron, a brand new patron of this show. This episode with all of its alien talk was for you. And if you're an alien, we double appreciate your support. We so do because you have two heads. So you have four pairs of ears. Wait a second. Is that how that works? You're just making making random (laughs) assumptions about aliens. Jumping to conclusions. I got to get online and read some some more aliens, everybody. We got to wrap this up. I'm sorry. (sighs) Anyways, hey. Important things over here. Thank you so much, people. Our patrons, thank you so much to our sponsor, Card Card Kingdom. Kingdom. Um, If you have like your favorite alien factoid or idea or thought, please let us know. Um, Genuinely love talking about it. I went to a friend's birthday party not that long ago and had a 15 minute group, like separate groups conversation about all of the alien theories that we enjoy. Oh, fabulous. So, you know. White House says unidentified objects posed a risk to aircraft. Like that is literally a headline Mulder would be reading. (laughs) I like Oh, interesting. <laughs> Just saying. Time to go to my X-Files office Just saying. and investigate this. All right, let's get on a plane and go to Philly. What do you say? Well, now I'm spooked by this situation. <laughs> Don't worry. The aliens just want cheesesteak. Okay. Okay. <laughs>